Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 11 of the Saved Podcast. I hope you're having a wonderful week. Happy Wednesday. I apologize for the delay in getting this podcast to you, but it was a crazy day yesterday, and I'm here now and excited to be here with you. So thank you for being here, whether you are I mean, anywhere. I was just looking at the analytics for this podcast, and 10% of the people that listen to it are not from the United States. So if you're listening to this podcast now and you're not from the US, send me an email or something like that because I'd love to give you a shout out. I just think it's so cool to think that we can share God's word all over the world from wherever we are. So let's jump in to today's topic, today's podcast. I want to talk about something that is vitally, and I mean vitally important to a healthy relationship with God, and that's prayer. I wanted to originally get to the part of the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus prays the Lord prayer. That's what I was thinking originally, but as I got into it, I saw that there are so many good things to say about prayer that this week we're going to talk about getting our heart in the right place to appreciate prayer. And then next week we'll go into the framework that Jesus gave us in the Sermon in the Mount where he shared the Lord's prayer. So to begin, let's frame in what I'm talking about today when it comes to prayer, because prayer can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people, depending on their experience. For some people, maybe you think of prayer and you think of a more traditional setting where it's mostly leaders in the church that prayed on Sunday mornings. And if you yourself ever prayed, it was something maybe that was pre-written or something that um, was memorized from church. For other people, prayer is thought of as a very spontaneous and unscripted thing. Um, To them, prayer means to be able to go anywhere and everywhere and talk to God about anything. And that's really where I'm going to be coming from today, is the idea that prayer is speaking directly to God yourself personally, whether you pray out loud or not, and that it's something that anyone who is in a relationship with Jesus can do anywhere and about anything. That's not to say that the first kind of prayer is a wrong view of prayer or that it's not prayer at all or anything like that. I think it comes down to your heart and that's something that only God can decide. Um, I think in all of this, it's about where our heart is. And that's, again, something that God can decide. But just the thing that I'm more familiar with in my community and something that personally brings me closer to God is spending time just kind of in spontaneous conversation with him about things that are going on, about concerns I have um, for other people, all that kind of stuff. That's, that's what I'm referring to today when I'm talking about prayer. So as we get our hearts in the right place to talk about prayer, I was thinking (laughs) that the reason this needs to happen, the reason that my heart isn't in the right place about prayer a lot of times is because I can tell that because it's something that I, I fail to do frequently. Maybe I'm the only one that doesn't pray as much as they would like to um, or doesn't take prayer as seriously as they should. Maybe you're listening to this and you're saying, Kelsey, I'm a prayer pro. You should let me do the podcast. And if that's the case, let me know and we'll re-record it and you can do it because I just really struggle sometimes to get into a mindset where I value prayer and I do it regularly for extended amounts of times um, just because of, of, I don't know, maybe I get busy. Maybe there are so many different things going on. Um, really, I think it boils down to three primary reasons why I myself or any one of us that's listening doesn't take prayer 
as seriously as we should or, or why we don't pray as much as we should. And when I use the word should, like you might be listening to this and saying, okay, well, who determines how much we should pray? And again, I think that's something that is really a heart question um, that is up for you and God to decide together and to be in a right place about. Um, and I think if our heart's in the right place about prayer, then we will know how often we should be praying. But the three reasons that I want to talk about today, the three reasons it boils down to why we don't pray as much as we should is because sometimes we don't understand how important prayer is, meaning we don't make time for it. Two, we don't think we know how to do it correctly. Or three, we aren't close to Jesus, whether we don't know him or whether we're, you know, we know him and we've accepted him, but we have a sin in our life that we're holding on to and clinging to. So I want to kind of walk through each of these three reasons today and kind of hopefully encourage you. I know as I was preparing this, and I'm sure as we talk about it, I'll be encouraged more myself. Um, it's just so important to remember these truths about prayer and why prayer is is just so it's just a staple in our spiritual life. So going after the first one, first, we don't pray because we don't understand how important it is or make time for it. And like I said, I do this all the time. I wake up in the morning, I jump on my phone, I scroll through, all of a sudden I realize it's time for me to get ready to start to work and start the day and I don't spend any time in prayer. Or even in my devotional times, this happened last week. I was in a devotional time and I got so rushed at the end, just thinking of all the things, like I had a running to-do list in my mind. I got just so focused on things outside of my time with God that I completely forgot to go to the Father in prayer during my devotional time of all times. So anyway, again, maybe I'm the only one, maybe you're listening to this and you're like, amen, Kelsey, keep going. Um, I think it I think it might be a common thing. I'm hoping it is. So anyway, I also um, find short moments of the day and I fill them with other things that aren't as important. So um, for example, um, I'm in the car. I do I drive a lot for work and I'm in the car and the whole time I'm just listening to talk radio or I'm listening to music. I'm by myself. And instead of filling those moments with prayer, I'm filling them with other things. Or um, another time that I do this is if I'm waiting for something to get started, maybe a meeting or I'm meeting up with someone or something like that, instead of, you know, sitting and praying to God about, you know, how the day is going and what's going on. Instead, I like whip out my phone and think that Instagram or Twitter is more important than spending time with God in prayer. So when that happens, it's because I'm not taking prayer as seriously as I should be, or I'm not seeing it as important as it really is. But as scripture shows us, prayer is vitally important. In Mark chapter 11, verse 24, Jesus says, Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Now, James 4.3 and 1 John 5.14, you can write these down and go back to them later if you'd like, um, but they do say that you need to have godly motives and that it needs to be in God's will for Mark 11.24 to be true about asking for anything in prayer and receiving it. But this verse shows that prayer is so important because the Father wants to give us good things and prayer is where we can ask for them. Prayer is also important because it changes our hearts. In Mark chapter 9, verse 24, there's a young boy with an unclean spirit, and it's brought that boy is brought before Jesus. And Jesus says, um, he tells the father of the boy, Jesus says that if 
if you just have faith in me, anything can happen. Anybody who has faith in me, anything can happen. And the the father of the boy with the unclean spirit cries out, I do believe, help me overcome my unbelief. Now you might read that or you might hear that and you might think, is that guy really praying? Like he's just crying out. But that's what prayer is, is crying out to God. So this father cries out, says, I do believe, help me overcome my belief. There's a lot of really great lessons from that passage about having faith, including the fact that prayer is important to stir up our faith and our souls to have faith in Jesus and be more like him. So prayer is important because prayer also changes our hearts. And then also in this kind of to zoom out a little bit further, there is healing that's in prayer. So at the end of James chapter five, there are some huge encouragements to pray, including an instruction to pray in suffering, including having church elders pray over those who are sick, and also including the charge to confess sin to one another and pray over it, which is just so healing and can be so encouraging. And I think those three reasons, at least for me, as I looked at them, understanding that Prayer is important because God wants us to ask for things that are in his will so we can give them so he can give them to us. Also the fact that prayer has the ability to change our hearts and also the fact that there's healing in prayer really shows us that prayer is vitally important. So I hope it really encourages your heart. I hope it encourages a yearning in you to pray more instead of filling time with less important things. Um, and as I was preparing for this podcast, I found this quote from John Piper. And he says, one of the great uses of Twitter and Facebook will be to prove at the last day that prayerlessness was not from a lack of time. So essentially, John Piper there is saying that when we're spending our time on social media, we're showing that we have downtime and that we're choosing to fill it with something else instead of choosing to fill it with prayer. So anyway, let's zoom out. The first reason we don't pray is because we don't understand how important it is or think it's important to make time for. Okay, so maybe you're not in this first category. Maybe you hear these things and you're like, Kelsey, I know how important prayer is. It's something I deeply yearn to do, something I want to do more of, but I don't feel comfortable doing it because I don't think I know how to do it correctly. Now, this would be true if it were if, if, if we were living in Old Testament times, if we we're living in pre-Jesus times. So before Jesus came to reckon our sin with God, the Israelites did have very strict, very clear instructions regarding the correct way to approach God. And when they didn't follow those, there would be consequences. So I mean, the, the, the priests were only allowed to enter the Holy of Holies of God's presence once a year after doing some very important and particular ceremonial cleansing and preparing themselves and sacrifices had to be made. Um, if those weren't followed, there would be consequences. There was, um, there's a story of a man in the Old Testament they were carrying the Ark of the Covenant, or at that time, that's what hosted the presence of God. So he, they were carrying the Ark and they slipped and he stuck his hand out to study the Ark and he died. And that just goes to show that before Christ came, before our, our slate was wiped clean back in the time of the law and in the time of sacrifices, we weren't able to get right with God to the point of being able to be in his immediate presence. However, Today we live after Jesus and he took our sins to the cross and wiped our slates clean and gave us new life when he was crucified, meaning that at our best and at our worst, whether thought out ahead of time or coming just straight from the heart, something you're just crying out, we can approach 
the throne of God in prayer and know that he hears us and loves us. It's because of the healing and cleansing work of Jesus. It's because Jesus was sinless yet took on our sin so that it could be paid for, that we are now viewed as righteous as him. That Every time I say that, it blows my mind. But we, in God's eyes, are viewed as righteous as, as Jesus himself and can now walk into God's presence and pray. As a result also of Christ's death, we have the Holy Spirit, um, once Jesus was taken back into heaven, he says, there's one coming after me. That's why I have to leave. And that one was the Holy Spirit. So we see also that the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know how we ought to pray, yet the Spirit himself intercedes for us. That's coming from Romans chapter 8, verse 26. That just blows my mind. That, <laughs> And it also comforts me to know that even though we don't know how we ought to pray and even though we like stumble through prayers and even though we're insecure in our ability to pray, it is no matter because Romans chapter eight, verse 26 very clearly says that the spirit is within us. He is praying on our behalf and he's helping us overcome that weakness. So we have two very clear promises that we can approach God as sinless because of Christ's crucifixion. And we have the promise of the Holy Spirit that he helps us in our weakness, that we should be encouraged to pray no matter our perceived lack of skill or eloquence. So I hope, again, this is something that, that hits home, it hits in my heart as well. There are times where I don't think I, I can approach God in prayer because I might say the wrong thing or God might not care because it's a silly little thing or X, Y, Z, any number of excuses along that line I can come up with. But these two promises just just shake me. They just rock my world and I hope they do the same for you as well. So finally, the third reason now, at this point, we've talked about the two reasons why we don't pray. The first one being that we don't understand how important it is or make time for it. And the second one we just talked about was we sometimes think that we don't know how to do it correctly. Let's talk about the third reason why we sometimes don't pray. And that might be that we don't run to cherished time with God because we aren't in a right relationship with him. And I think there's two situations here that that can, that can be true. The first one, situation number one, is maybe you know Christ, maybe you're a believer, um, but you have not just let sin in your life because we all sin, like we all fall short. And if we somehow thought we had to be on our own efforts perfectly sinless before going God, before God, that would never happen. It's only in Jesus's efforts for us to be sinless can we go before him. But I'm talking here about sometimes when we let something into our heart and we allow it to sit on the throne of our heart. So maybe you're in a relationship with Jesus, but um, there's a relationship that you're idolizing and making sacrifices in your relationship with God to please this other person or to be with them. Or um, maybe you are in a relate, you know God and, and you have a relationship with Jesus, um, but the, the desire for security and money is sitting on the throne of your heart and that's what you're worshiping. Or X, Y, or Z, an addiction, um, a hurtful relationship, um, wanting to please others, like living to please other people and, and allowing people's per, um, perception of you to sit on the throne of your heart. Anytime that we allow sin to not just impact our life, but to grip our souls like that, where we say, okay, Jesus, I'll give you everything, but this one little thing I'd like to hold on to because it's comfortable. Or Jesus, I'll give you everything in my life and allow you to transform everything, but this one thing because I don't want people to think I'm weird. Or 
whatever it may be. Sometimes that brings us to a place where we don't want to run before God and be in his presence in prayer. So in cases where we're not allowing the forgiveness of Christ into our heart, then you're in a place where we don't have the freedom of Jesus allowing us to approach God in prayer. Going back to James chapter 5, looking at verse 16 specifically, it says that the prayer of a righteous man is effective. And like I said, it's not our own efforts that make us righteous, but it would be allowing Jesus to transform us heart and soul 100% that makes us righteous. And when we aren't allowing him to work in our heart and we don't want to give up the comfort or loss of this world for him, our prayer will be ineffective or we won't be yearning for it. Won't be yearning for God's presence in prayer. If you are listening to this and you feel like you're in that place, I just, I implore you to reach out to someone in the community and to get out. It's a really, it can feel like you're in a lonely place to be there. To you know, if you're in that place where you have something in your heart and and it's coming to mind right now that that you want to give up but you don't feel like you can. Um, It can feel lonely. It can feel isolating. And that's what the enemy wants. But you're not alone there. There are people around you, myself included, that have been there and may end up there again and need help. And it's okay to need help in our relationship with Christ because the Father loves us. The Father's given us one another to help each other in those times. And most importantly, the Father has given us Jesus to totally wipe our slates clean of any past sins that you might feel like God is keeping a a running list of. That is a lie. The truth is that they are wiped clean and that when you accept the healing work of Jesus and give over to him every weakness that you have, you can approach him in prayer. You can approach him in his presence. You can approach him in his peace. And then the second situation sometimes that we aren't right with God is maybe you don't know Jesus yet. Maybe you're listening to this podcast and you're like, well, I know who Jesus is. Like I've heard about the guy himself and I know of him, but I'm talking about actually knowing who he is so well that you have seen him as the king and he is the king to the extent that your most satisfying thing in this life is him and your heart is filled with his joy. Now, that's not to say that you will never have a bad day once you trust Christ, because every person that walks with the Lord knows that you will still have bad days. But there's a difference between having a bad day in the Lord and also a difference between that and not knowing the Lord himself. So if you're in that place and you just want to learn more, first of all, thank you so much for listening to this podcast and just being curious. I think that's so amazing and such a big encouragement. And also know that today is the day of salvation for anybody who trusts in him. And whether you have, you know, known him all your life, you know, you've grown up in a religious family, um, but you've never made the personal decision to, to have a relationship with Christ, or maybe you've never really thought about this whole Christianity thing and it's a whole new idea to you. That does not matter Every person in this world has the ability to walk into a right relationship with Christ by answering the door of their heart that he is knocking on. So long story short, if you would like to pray and you would like to be able to enter into the into the house of God, wherever you are to bring your heart before him, that is an option to you. Whether you're trusting him for the first time or you're making the commitment for the some, you know, 60 something, 70 something, whatever year in a row to trust him. Prayer is available to you.
So I hope that this gives you some encouragement to pray. And I hope that it's not just like a, like a encouragement to put prayer on your to-do list so that you can feel better, but more so it's an encouragement to really change your heart and to encourage your heart and to, to bolster up and stir your heart towards the importance of prayer. I'm going to leave it there. Tune in next week where we're going to talk about part two, Sermon on the Mount, where Jesus gives us a framework for what prayer is and what we can talk to him about in prayer. And it is now time for a very fancy interlude and to jump into Q&A. Okay, welcome to Q&A on the Saved Podcast. Thank you to each and every one of you who has sent in a question. I just hold you in my heart and thank you so much and appreciate the encouragement that you've given to know that there are people out there listening to this thing and getting stuff from it. And I hope, if anything, it just brings you closer to the Lord. So I'm running low on questions. So please, 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 please take the time to send one in to me via Instagram or Twitter or the email address that I have. It doesn't have to be serious. As you are going to see in today's Q&A, it can be fun. There are no right or wrong questions, serious or fun. I just love answering all of them. I love reading all of them. I love being able to send you stickers in the mail. I think it's a blast. And um, yeah, I think it's so fun. Like when I send stickers in the mail, I doodle on the envelopes and I just find it so calming and just so encouraging to send you a little bit of love through the mail. So like I said, please send me more questions because otherwise we're not going to have Q&A time next week. So let's jump into it. Today's question says, if you could be a candy bar, which would you be and why? Now, this was actually a question that I had to put some thought into. And, you know, most people like have this answer on the tip of their tongue, but it really, I mean, I had like five minutes of deep thought and like philosophical existential crisis over this kind of thing. Like, which candy bar would I be and why? Like, do I think more about what it would feel like for people to eat me? Do I think more about how easy it is to transport this candy bar? Do I think about how many people like this candy bar? It just was a mess. But I came to this conclusion. I would be a Snickers candy bar because I personally relate to their slogan, which is, you aren't you when you're hungry. And I mean, that is true. My husband will tell you. My mother will tell you that I get a little cranky, unfortunately, when I'm hungry. And I'll confess it. That's, that's my heart. That's my shortcoming. One of many is that I get cranky when I'm hungry. So anyway, the reason I would be a Snickers bar is because I relate to their slogan and I just, I'm like, preach it. And um, also the Snickers bar helped me survive when I was backpacking in Wyoming. So there was a day where we did a really, really long mileage day and it was getting late and it was way past when we usually ate dinner. So my tummy was telling me I was hungry because I was, it was dinner time and my tummy was telling me I was hungry because we had hiked a bunch of miles and team morale was low. And then uh, one of our guides was like, hey, y'all, we got this big bag of 20 candy bars and it's one of like several. So how about we tap into that and just encourage ourselves? And what came out of that bag and into my hand? A Snickers. And I'll just never take that Snickers bar for granted because it gave us the strength that we needed to get another couple miles to get to camp where we were stalked by a cougar. But that is a story for a different day. Let's wrap this thing up. Like I said, check us out on Twitter and on Instagram at the saved podcast like our stuff send us messages whatever it may be or send me an email at 
thesavedpodcast at gmail.com. So have a blessed week. We will, I don't know if I'm going to be here next week, actually. Next week, we're moving down to Grand Rapids. So maybe later in the week or if anything, the week after that. So I'm going to say have a blessed week and I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for checking out the Saved Podcast. Thank you.